And uh, here we are on the first uh, Sunday of 2021. So Happy New Year. Come on, put Happy New Year in the chat section with, with each other. I don't know when we stop saying Happy New Year. It's probably January 14th or something like that. But until that day comes, we will say Happy New Year. Uh, next week, we're going to be, uh, be beginning a series on community life and loving well and relationships. But today, we're going to start off with a big picture perspective on how do we have a, a spiritually healthy 2021. But before I get into my message today, I have some really great news. You know, we had our Christmas offering, and uh, it's a pandemic year. And because of that, we typically have a goal of about $500,000 to support the work that we do through our local church, through our community development corporation, through uh, our Emotionally Healthy Discipleship Ministry. And we lowered it this year because we are in a pandemic. And so we set our goal at 450000 But I wanted to uh, share with you uh, the update in terms of where we landed at as a, as a community. And so this is where we landed at, 530691 Amazing, amazing, amazing. And that is actually not the final number because some more gifts are coming in, but I wanted to just say thank you, thank you, thank you. Our God has been so faithful to us over our 33 years uh, of, of being a congregation at New Life, and God has used your generosity and your gifts and your faithfulness in giving. And so someone in the chat section, just, I, I mean, just put fire emojis or something like that. I don't know. Just, it's a great time to celebrate all that God has done and doing in our lives and the plans that we have for the coming year. So we're very excited, thrilled, overwhelmed with joy about where we landed with our Christmas offering. So praise God, praise God, praise God. Uh, before I get into my message, also wanted to let you know that this coming week we have from Monday to Wednesday, it's these prayer nights that is going to be happening on Zoom. We typically begin the year with a few nights of prayer. And so January 4th through the 6th from 7 to 8.30, online via Zoom. If you went to newlife.nyc, you can get the link there. But we'll begin with uh, some time of prayer. So feel free to join us over the next few uh, days. Now, last week, Pastor Jackie led us in a wonderful reflection to close out uh, 2020. And I was watching the sermon from my living room, and I was just uh, so grateful for the space uh, that she gave us to reflect, to, to write down some reflections on what she was sharing and in the previous year. And I thought that as we enter into a new year, I wanted to give you that gift once again uh, this Sunday, uh, the gift of reflection, the gift of offering yourself to God, the gift of wisdom. And so throughout the course of this message today, I'm going to give you some space. It's not going to be all the space you need. You're going to say, oh, that was not long enough, but that's okay. So right now, feel free to get yourself a pencil or something to write with, or you can just use your phone as a means of capturing uh, what I believe uh, God wants to say to you on this day. Uh, I'm going to preach out of a passage out of uh, Proverbs 14, and then we're going to receive communion together. So hopefully you have your elements uh, set up, and we'll get into that in a moment. But today's message is really about giving thought to our ways, giving thought 
to our ways. And this is a great way to begin a new year uh, with this theme, giving thought to our ways. And along those lines, I'm going to talk about four of the most important questions you can consider for a spiritually healthy 2021. Four of the most important questions you can reflect on for a spiritually healthy 2021. But let's look at this passage of Scripture here. Proverbs chapter 14, beginning at verse 8. We're just going to stay at verse 8 today. This is what it says. The wisdom of the prudent is to give thought to their ways, but the folly of fools is deception. The wisdom of the prudent is to give thought to their ways, but the folly of fools is deception. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for the gift of this time we can gather. And I pray that through the power of your spirit, you would lead us and guide us in the way that we should go. Give us wisdom. Give us discernment. uh, Help us to listen to the ways that you're speaking to us on this day that we would live a spiritually healthy 2021. So Lord, help us to give thought to our ways. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. The start of the new year uh, connects people like few other things do. No matter your class, no matter your race, no matter your, uh, your station in life, there's something about the new year that connects people emotionally, especially in light of the year that we just had. Across the globe, people look forward to the new year, and for many different reasons. One of the reasons why people anticipate a new year is because there's something inside of us that longs for new beginnings, something inside of us that longs for a fresh start, something inside of us that seeks to distance ourselves from the trouble of the past and to press forward into promises of God, to press forward into a life of fulfillment, to press forward into a life of purpose and meaning. And so there's something that, uh, that connects us at the core of what it means to be human when the new year comes. It's one of the reasons why at this point of the year, gym memberships go up. Uh, it's at this point of the year where church attendance increases. It's at this point of the year where goals are established. Why? Because we often long and yearn for a fresh start. And while all these things are incredibly important, it's important to put these things in its perspective. That just because a new month or a new year has come does not automatically mean that transformation is going to come as well. A friend of mine, Glenn Packham, a couple of days ago, he, he put this out on social media and it was so good that I had to quote him today. He said, the start of the new year does not guarantee a better future. That's why Christians mark their new year, the start of the church calendar with Advent. It's January, it's Jesus, not January, that makes all the difference. Amen, somebody. It's not just January that brings transformation. It's Jesus who brings transformation. And just because January came doesn't mean that transformation is going to come. But thank God we focus on Jesus' coming. And that's how we start our new year because of what Christ has done. And so ultimately, the transformation that we long for is not found in a month. It's found in a person. It's found in the person of Jesus Christ. At the same time, out of that relationship with Christ, what we're longing for ultimately is a kind of wisdom to order our lives for the sake of transformation, for the sake of abundance, for the sake of wholeness. And that's what I want to lead us into today. 
The book of Proverbs is an important book in the scriptures because one of the important words that comes up repeatedly in the book of Proverbs is the word prudence. And I am convinced that this word prudence is one of the most important words for us if we want to set out into a spiritually healthy 2021. That word prudence very simply means to think ahead, patiently giving careful thoughts to the long-term implications of one's decisions. This definition right in itself is worthy of lots of reflection, lots of meditation, lots of contemplation. Thinking ahead, patiently giving thought, careful thought to the long-term implications of one's decisions. Now, if 2020 has taught us one thing, it is this, that our plans are subject to change. Amen, somebody. You had plans and they're subject to change. But even though that is our reality and that's just the nature of life, that plans are subject to change, it doesn't mean that we can't be thoughtful about our ways. And that's what I want to focus on, being thoughtful about our ways. And so here's that passage. The wisdom of the prudent is to give thought to their ways, but the folly of fools is deception. Now, there are many places in our lives where we need prudence. We need to be, give careful thought to the long-term implications of our decisions. Some of those decisions and questions that we're wondering is questions like, should I purchase a home or should I continue to rent? Should I give up my home for something smaller? Should I homeschool my kids or should I send them to school when that's open again? Which major in college should I study? Should I be involved in this ministry or should I be involved in that ministry? Should this dating relationship continue or should it come to an end? Should I find a nursing home for my aging parents or should they live with me? Should I retire or should I keep on working? All of these questions are often dilemmas that we have to wrestle with and discern together. And all of these are important. Before our purpose is today, the question that I want to focus on is this. How do I order my life for a spiritually healthy year? How do I order my life for a spiritually healthy year? And the book of Proverbs gives us a lot of help. One of the dominant themes in the book of Proverbs is this, this, con this contrasting between different types of people, between in particular the wise and the fool. Altogether in the book of Proverbs, there's a few people that the Proverbs gives descriptions of. Whether they're evil or wicked people, whether they're foolish people, or whether they're wise people, those are the three types of people that we find repeatedly coming up in the book of Proverbs. Evil people in the book of Proverbs are people who are set on making other, life, other people's lives miserable. They're set on hurting other people. They live to hurt other people. That's one category of people in the book of Proverbs. The other category of people in the book of Proverbs are the fools. And the foolish people in the book of Proverbs are characterized by having a, there's a refusal to think. They are thick-brained. They are aimless. They do not give thought to their ways. And the book of Proverbs calls those people fools. And I know what it's like to be a fool in the way of the book of Proverbs, not giving careful thought to my ways. But the third group of people 
that Solomon and other writers in the book of Proverbs write about are those who are wise. And those who are wise are marked by prudence. Now again, prudence, that, that, it's an important word, and here's some words that describe what prudence means and what it is. And the, and the question is, do these words describe your life? A prudent person is far-sighted. It means to think before in advance. They're wisely cautious in practical affairs, careful in providing for the future, sensible. They have good judgment or common sense, taking everything into account. They're balanced, level-headed, and they're careful. That is a prudent life. And the question is, what kind of prudence is required for a healthy 2021? Now, it's along those lines that I want to offer what I believe are four of the most important questions that you can reflect on for a spiritually healthy year. And not just a spiritually healthy year, but a spiritually healthy life. And that's what I want to focus on as we look at to this passage today and the implications of it. Four questions that I want you to focus on, and this would be a good time for you to take out your pen and pencil to bring out the notes section of your phone, because I'm going to ask a question. I'm going to offer a little bit of reflection on that question, and then I'm going to give you about 45 seconds to a minute to respond to God. The first question that I want you to be reflecting on as we think about a year that's marked by abundance and fruit and health is very simply this. What are the spiritual disciplines you need to keep you connected to God? What are the spiritual disciplines you need to cultivate to keep you connected to God? This is perhaps the most important question that we can ask because everything flows from this place. Now, for those of you who are not familiar with that term, spiritual discipline, a spiritual discipline is any intentional practice done with the goal of cultivating attentiveness to God and what the Holy Spirit is doing in us and around us. I'll say it again. A spiritual discipline is any intentional practice done with the goal of cultivating attentiveness to God and what the Holy Spirit is doing in us and around us. And the word discipline is an important word for us to isolate and spend some time reflecting on. Because if we're going to have a life that's marked by abundance and fruit and life and joy and health, it does require discipline. One of the greatest obstacles to a life with God is the false belief that a relationship with God is just to flow, that it's to be easy, that it's supposed to just happen, and failing to see that to have a life with God, much like any other relationship we have, requires an incredible amount of discipline. And yet, we often find ourselves struggling at this point. I think about prayer, for example. There are many of us who have a hard time praying because we often believe that prayer is supposed to come easy or, or we wait until we feel good to wait to pray. But here's the problem. If you wait until you feel good to start praying, you're going to be waiting a long time. Now, there are moments in the year when 
when, when God gives us good feelings and the Holy Spirit leads us and produces in us great desire to pray. But more often than not, we're not even thinking about prayer or we recognize that prayer is something really hard and I just don't want to give myself to the difficulty and the discipline of having to do this. But make no mistake about it, in order to have a vibrant life with God, it requires this cultivation of spiritual disciplines. This is why when Jesus talks about following him, he says, you have to take up your cross. And when he says that, he's saying a life with God is often marked by struggle and discipline and a willingness to move forward beyond the challenges of life. But make no mistake about it, to have a life with God requires this level of spiritual discipline because this is where life is found. And it's often the case that most of our breakthrough happens when we do the things we don't want to do, having a life marked by discipline. Now, when I think about spiritual disciplines, there are many disciplines that come to mind. And in a moment, I'm going to ask you to pause and listen to the Holy Spirit and pay attention to what God might want you to focus on this year. When I think about spiritual disciplines, there are a few that come to mind. There's the spiritual discipline of silence. The spiritual discipline of solitude, getting to an isolated space to be with God. The spiritual discipline of fasting. The spiritual discipline of meditation on Scripture. The spiritual discipline of, of, of journaling and documenting your life with God. The question for 2021 is, what do you need to cultivate life with God? And it is at this moment that I want to pause and give you an opportunity to respond. On your paper, on your phone for a moment, I'll give you about a minute. What are the disciplines that God is calling you to cultivate, to maintain connection with Him? Just respond right now as the Spirit leads you, and then we're going to go into question two. Take about another 15 seconds or so. So that's the first question. What are the spiritual disciplines I need to connect me with God? But here's the second question that I believe goes under the category of most important question for a spiritually healthy life. And it is this, what are the practices of self-care you need to care for your body and nurture your soul? What are the practices of self-care that you need to care for your body and to nurture your soul? It's often the case that many people have a difficult time with self-care. Many Christians have a difficult time with self-care. But I want you to hear this quote from Parker Palmer. Parker Palmer said that self-care is never a selfish act. It's simply good stewardship of the only gift I have, the gift I was put on earth for, and that gift is you. You are that gift. 
And so self-care is good stewardship of the gift, stewardship of a life. And we need important self-care. We need self-care in a way that nourishes our lives, nourishes our souls and our bodies for the sake of loving others well. And make no mistake about it, in light of the year that we just had and the current moment that we find ourselves in, we need practices of self-care. Last year, we found ourselves in a dizzying year, political turmoil, racial injustice, a public health crisis, economic challenges, emotional anxiety, family divisions. I mean, the anxiety that just coursed through our body. We, and, and the problem is, in light of all that, we continue to live at a particular pace, thinking that we can continue life as it was, as if a pandemic wasn't here. When I think about 2020 and the challenges and the tensions that actually would come into our home, it often happened because I was the one who tried to live as if a pandemic wasn't happening. And so I tried to live at the similar pace and with the same capacity. And what I would find myself is, is being irritable and being tired and leading to tensions in our home. And Rosie would tell me, you know, you cannot live in this way because we are in a pandemic. Self-care is incredibly important. And so what I've had to embrace and in 2021 need to embrace is the gift of limits, the gift of Sabbath, the gift of stopping, of, of resting, of delighting, of contemplating, of, of saying no to certain things. I cannot say yes to everything. And so self-care requires me to say no. And so as you think about your own self-care, whether it's sleep, whether it's eating well, whether it's, whether it's Sabbathing, what is the Holy Spirit leading you today to focus on? That is, as you think about what you currently need, what your body needs, what your soul needs, what is the Spirit saying to you at this moment to cultivate practices of self-care? I want to give you another minute. And in that space, listen to God. What is the self-care that you need for a flourishing life in 2021? And so I'm going to give you a minute. Go ahead and respond. Take another 15 seconds or so. Let's go to the third question. And so first, what spiritual disciplines do you need? What practices of self-care do you need to nurture your body and, and your soul? But here's the third one. What are the core relationships you need to support you on your journey? 
What core relationships do you need to support you on your journey? When you think about having a vibrant spiritual life, it's often the case that people think, I just need God. If I just had God and focus on God, everything will be okay. But Jesus shows us and the story of Scripture shows us that we need more than just God. What we need are people as well on the journey to help us move towards God. And this is what we urgently need in this time, especially as we are experiencing still the kind of isolation and distancing that our world has been subjected to over the past year. You know, Henry Nouwen some years ago mentioned that loneliness was one of the greatest obstacles and greatest uh, crises for uh, cultivating a healthy spiritual life. And I realized this a couple of years ago that uh, people have tried to address this in many different ways. Two years ago, uh, the New York Times came out with an article uh, stating that the UK appointed a minister of loneliness for their country and for that region. And a minister of loneliness was a political position that the government uh, established to address loneliness because it had become such a, a debilitating issue in that area. And I want to tell you, it's not just the UK. We're feeling it right here as well. Loneliness is one of the greatest challenges before us and one of the greatest obstacles that we have to cultivating a life with God and a spiritually healthy life. A couple of years ago, uh, the former Surgeon General of the United States wrote an article for Harvard Business Review uh, and arguing that loneliness was one of the greatest threats to our society. And this is what he said, and I quote, loneliness can be associated with a greater risk of cardiovascular disease, dementia, depression, and anxiety. And that loneliness is worse for health than smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Now, we know this to be true biblically. The Bible begins with the words, you know, and it is not good for a man to be alone. And when, when, that, when, when we find that in the book of Genesis, that's not just talking about marriage. It's talking about human connection and human community. That if you're going to have a life that's marked by fruitfulness and abundance and joy and life, we cannot do it alone. We need a community of people around us. This is why we're the church. This is why even in the midst of a pandemic, we have been on Zoom like crazy because we, we need to belong together. We need to connect with one another. And the invitation for us in 2021 is, are you moving towards other people? Last year, I recognized in the pandemic that I needed to cultivate many different spaces for relationships. I would gather with three other pastor friends to talk about the anxieties that we were facing and, and carrying the questions that we needed to discern because I needed other people on the journey. From time to time in 2020, I needed to see professional help and a professional therapist to process. I needed that kind of core relationship on the journey. I needed to spend time with my wife talking about our deepest fears, our desires, our longings, our plans for the future. I needed the staff and the relationships there, but all of us need core relationships. The question is, what core relationships do you need to cultivate and even risk into? It's not an easy thing for some of you who are watching because you are afraid of being hurt. But make no mistake about it. We cannot have a vibrant life 
without core relationships sustaining us on the journey? Who are the people that you need to move to and move towards? What are the relationships do you need? I want to give you one minute to respond to that. And then we're going to go into our last question after that. You can feel free to respond. What core relationships do you need to support you on your journey? Take another 15 seconds. Here's the last question. And I know you're saying, I wish I had more time. Well, my hope is that maybe today or sometime this week, you'll take a few minutes, 10, 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes to reflect more on these questions. But here's the last question. What are the gifts, passions, and burdens within you that God wants you to express for the blessing of others? In other words, to have a spiritually healthy life means that life is not just about us, that we are called to give our lives away for the blessing of others. And if you're watching this, God has given you burdens passions, gifts of the Holy Spirit, experiences, not just for you, but for the sake of others. I imagine some of you watching right now, 2020, you probably did not give that kind of expression because you were probably caught up in all the disorientation of the year and all of that, but there are gifts that God has placed in you, gifts of creativity, gifts of compassion, gifts of justice and mercy for the sake of the world around you. What is God calling you to give expression to? What are the passions, the burdens, the experiences, the gifts that God says, I want you to offer that to the world around you? And so with that question, I want to give you one more minute, and then we're going to take communion together. Because we want to offer ourselves, communion reminds us that our lives are not just for ourselves. We are to be broken and poured out for the world around us. But what are those gifts, those passions, those burdens that God is calling you to give expression to? Listen to the Holy Spirit in this moment and offer your own response to that. And then we're going to take communion together. Take another 15 seconds.
Amen. I believe those four questions, if we're listening to the Holy Spirit, paying attention to nurture our life with God, to recognize that self-care is an act of stewardship and an act of worship, to move towards others in relationship, seeking out companions on the journey and offering ourselves as a gift to the world. I think if we are set on embodying and living out these messages and these questions, that God would produce in us abundance and joy and peace and his life. But one of the things that I am reminded of as we come to the table of communion is very simply that the Christian life is not simply about what we do for God. The Christian life is about what God has done for us in our response. This is why we come to the table of communion. The reality is you're going to set goals for your life. The reality is you're going to put out objectives and plans, and you're probably going to fail at some of them. But we come to the table being reminded that God has been steadfastly committed to us in grace, and that the Christian life is not simply about what we do for God, The Christian life is recognizing what God has done for us in Christ. And that's why we come to the table of communion. And so feel free to grab uh, your elements at this time. I want to lead us in a prayer of confession. And then we'll receive the bread and the cup as we kick off a year. And so let's pray this prayer of confession. We'll put it on the screen and we'll pray that together. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, We have sinned against you and our neighbor through our own fault, in thought, in word, in deed, in what we have done and what we have left undone. For the sake of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, forgive us all our offenses and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. The Apostle Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 11, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, in the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. As the people of God, freely forgiven by the grace of Jesus Christ, let's all take the bread together. He continues, in the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. As the people of God, freely forgiven by the blood of Jesus Christ, let's all receive together.
as we close our service today, we're reminded at the table that God is committed to our transformation, that God is committed to our own life in Christ, that God is the one who is poured out and broken for us, and we are called to be poured out and broken for the world as well. And so this week, I want you to be reflecting on those four questions. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, opening yourself to the God who works in you and through you for the sake of his purposes. At the end of our service here, we'll have our prayer team. And so if you are looking for some prayer, looking for someone to just uh, intercede on your behalf, on our website, you can go to our prayer ministry. There's a virtual lobby as well to connect with some folks. Uh, So feel free to do that as well. And I imagine that some of you, you're watching for the first time. Maybe you're realizing a new year. You're looking for a a new spiritual start. And I want to tell you that your spiritual start begins and ends with Jesus Christ. If you're sensing God calling you into relationship with him, we want to help you to move in that direction. And so if you're sensing I want to make a decision for Christ or I want to move forward in this journey. I don't know all the questions I have, but I just want a space to ask questions about what this faith thing is all about. Very simply, you can text yes to Jesus to that number and one of our pastors would love to follow up with you. Now, as we close, I want to invite you to open your hands towards heaven to receive a blessing. Next week, we're going to begin a new series of teachings on community, on what life together looks like even when we are socially distant. And how do we navigate through the complexities of relationships? I'm really looking forward to that. But as we close, let me offer a blessing to you, wherever you're at. And so if you're in your living room, your kitchen right now, put down that coffee, whatever it is, and just open your hands towards heaven to receive a blessing. And so with your hands in your hearts, in a posture of receiving, brothers and sisters, sons and daughters of the living God, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face to shine upon you and fill you with peace. May you walk out of this online gathering in the power of the Holy Spirit, knowing that God is for you, that God is with you, and that God longs to lead you down the path of transformation. And so I bless you all today in the strong, in the beautiful, in the resurrected name of Jesus Christ. And everyone said, amen. Grace and peace to you all. See you sometime this week.